0: to Pop Vanguard. I am Andrea
1: Gazetta. I'm Katrina Davis. And I'm Jordan Lee Williams.
0: <laughs> yeah, coming, coming in spicy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, one, that one was sexy.
0: Jordan's got that COVID spice. She's got that little bit I of it mm.
2: Now that I don't sound like my brother, I've got <laughs> that nice. Uh, <laughs> my mom called me and was like, oh, I'm so sorry, Justin. I didn't mean to. I was trying to call your sister. And I was like, what are you talking? Which sister? It's me.
1: But I sounded like this, so I don't blame her. (laughs) That's very funny that she straight up called you your brother's name. (laughs) COVID
0: made Jordan drop an octave like she went through puberty or something. (laughs) Like, what is Oh, no, it
2: absolutely did. And very uh, affirming is that when I explained to my mom that, no, she had called me the the child she intended to she Mm
0: -hmm. went ew
1: (laughs) that's so
0: nothing like parental validation there's nothing like just the love and acceptance of a parent
1: (laughs) i was just like thanks mom i know i sound like this i'll call you back (laughs) when my voice is back (laughs) My dad is notorious for like doubling down on when you feel or look bad. He'll be like, oh, yeah, you look bad. Oh, that's bad. Like, If you're like, yeah, I've been sick. He'll be like, oh, yeah, because you looked bad. You're like, thanks.
0: (laughs) Thanks, pops. Thanks for that. Thanks for. Thank you so much. (laughs) See, he's
1: fucked
2: up because he was like, how are you feeling? And I was like, I feel so bad. And he goes, yeah, you look terrible. And I was just like. Get away from
0: me. You are sleeping that's... on your couch tonight, fucker.
1: Get away from
0: me. I'm always th- I'm always the person that's like I'm fine and then I just <laughs> like push myself to when it's so not fine anymore. So yes. like I got boosted on Thursday and then my boyfriend oh, yeah. came over Friday and I was like I feel really like like all day Thursday I like got boosted at 11 I like hung some artwork I was like okay I got like errands to do we got to do things and then it like hit me like a box of bricks and I like woke up with the chills and I my whole body hurt and my boyfriend came over and I was like okay I still have to like walk the dog will you do that with me and we started going and I was like oh I think I still feel really bad but let's keep going he's like
1: no turn around (laughs) what if you just turn the fuck around because also I'm super not down, like I'm not I wouldn't love to carry you right now. Like Yeah, that was kind of his vibe, too. He he's pass like you and the, dog, on the sidewalk. do I have to <laughs> Honestly, Chewy is denser somehow. <laughs> he feels like a box of bricks. Like he
0: is a chihuahua, but he feels like a larger dog. It's because of all the ham. And the dick. He has a big dick for a dog, so that's a weird thing, but.
1: (laughs) Oh, Chewy's got a hanging brain. Jesus.
2: I have had. Welcome to the Art History Podcast, where we talk about dog dick.
0: I've had friends come over and be like, I don't want to be weird, but I need to tell you that your dog's dick is really big. I have have never noticed that. That is weird. (laughs) I've
2: dog sat Chewy, and I've never been like, yeah, this. I've never even thought like, oh, a dog has a dick.
1: A dog is just
2: a dog. They have no genitalia.
1: I mean, I understand that they need to have a place for pee to come out, but I have never looked at a dog's dick and been been like, "Oh, that dog is stacked." Like yeah. I would know. I don't know what the proportions are for oh. a dog to be well endowed. All yeah, animals I are fully. just Ken dolls. They have Andrea, no. You- it's all Ken Barbie dolls? parts, you guys. Barbie parts. Dogs- dogs or canned dogs andrea were you in a small dog show circle at any point in your life like why no <laughs> you around so many people that knew
0: this was when i lived with my friend mary and she had at the time three other dogs and so like by com- like if you oh, look at all the dogs together like the dog so to like, dick ratio this tiny was dog just got like a
1: big ass dick yeah kind of <laughs> that is fair that's kind of like the opposite of when i realized my dad was short <laughs>
0: <laughs> i thought you were gonna say something about your dad's dick for a second no
1: i've never seen my dad's dick luckily
2: thank. but God. i did
1: go to church one day and see him lined up with all the other ushers and i was like do i listen to this dude that yells at me all the time he's like the <laughs> smallest adult in here this is bullshit like it put a totally different perspective on i was like i've been getting pushed around by like the smallest adult ever oh this my is God. unfair he's like five eight but i was that was my oh epiphany my of God. like my dad is always going around screaming at everybody he's not even that big what the
0: fuck like You're just like I could pay one of these ushers to take my dad out, and then yeah,
1: wait, I'm gonna pay one of these guys to be my my dad muscle, just like my (laughs) tiny brain trying to work around getting disciplined.
0: Oh man, so fucking funny. (laughs)
1: Oh <laughs> Sorry for that it's... random side note, but so yeah, about the art news, you guys. Uh... Yeah, this, this <laughs> that is what art happened. News it's episode. because we didn't have this. So... It's because we didn't have like. And today we're gonna talk about. So oh, oh so yeah, we all just kind of went on. That our is own. what happened. <laughs> well, today we're gonna talk about some
2: fucking art news, you guys. Hell yeah! Hey. I have brought a uh, a quick icebreaker um so first a thought is that uh you guys most art news right now is nfts and tax evasion and i really had to wade through the tax evasion like uh
0: articles to find some shit to talk about good Uh. because i am gonna do nfts eventually i think it's gonna be a crossover with cult podcast and that will do the gorilla Mm. people Because Yeah, no,
2: that's totally... That's perfect. I don't understand NFTs. Nothing I want to talk about is NFTs. um, But I did want to talk about... Because our last two episodes were public art. Because Anish Kapoor, you can argue that he is very much in the public art space. Yeah. Um,
0: You could argue it because this shit takes up
2: so much public space. It absolutely (laughs) does. So... We're going to talk about uh, just or I'm going to mention quickly uh, a Russian artist left a giant poop sculpture on a hallowed St. Petersburg burial ground. And now he's in deep err poop is the title of the article, which I hate. I also hate that how- the title of the article. That's the title of the article. I also hate how realistic the poop is. He oh. dyed the snow around it.
1: Oh wow! How big it's is it? Like
0: how big are we? Fifteen talking? feet.
1: <laughs> What's Whoa. it made of? So no.
0: He put, is it like paper mache?
2: Like how do you even? I make don't know. That I didn't look. I couldn't it? get past the fact that they are they arrested him because he put it in a cemetery where the Bolsheviks used to bury their dead. So the Russians consider it desecration of bodies of the dead and their burial places.
1: Uh Uh-huh. So he
2: has put this, because he didn't have permission to put this giant poop sculpture. I
0: mean, yeah.
2: And then he got arrested and...
1: This oh, was this part... not a Shangshan
2: shit sculpture? I... It was not I at all. And so now he's facing up to five years in a Russian prison. <sighs> when asked what the meaning behind his work was, Volkov, the dude's name is Ivan Volkov, nice. says there is no particular meaning behind his work.
0: <laughs> wow, straight out of Anish Kapoor's playbook, baby. <laughs> yes! That's hilarious. So I just thought that we should uh
1: no just a big pile of shit. No yep. particular reason. Oh I yeah. mean, no. I
0: will I will never get over. I think like I'm not saying that it's only male artists that do this, but I feel <laughs> But it is <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but I feel like like there was a kid I went to school with who'd literally masturbated on paper and then he called it 15 masturbations, and it was literally just his jizz on paper. And yeah. we were, like, we, I had to critique that. Like, that was fine. And I'm like, sometimes I feel like this is just another version of that.
2: He dyed the snow around it. Oh, it's that's so fully gross. disgusting. It's so I mean, gross, you guys. I mean,
1: I would wow. If anything, <laughs> I would say that the attention to detail at least speaks to some kind of artistic something but there's but he but even why, but the fact that there's no meaning behind it the yeah. fact that he didn't put it there for any reason the fact that it's in a cemetery and that has no meaning is like okay so was people it were friend? trying to figure well, it out
2: there were quotes in the article where people were like Maybe it has to do with the sanitation issues that are happening in St. Petersburg and, you know, the
1: the garbage collection isn't happening as much. And he was just like, I love it. People searching for meaning, just trying to give his work any semblance. And he's like, God bless you, but it means nothing. Wow. (laughs) And now he's going to jail for For desecration of bodies and burial
2: places, which, you know what I think is fair, because I personally I don't. I don't care who's buried there that is a uh, hollowed space that is something that you don't fuck with
1: yeah I agree I with that I would be really annoyed if I went to go see my gram gram and it was just like oh what is this
0: <laughs> yeah
1: I, I think uh, and that there has to be something
0: said about like hey church isn't my thing but I'm not gonna go or, like, you know, whatever. It's like, just because my beliefs are this doesn't mean that I'm going to, like, go fuck with other people's sacredness. Yeah. Like, that's really messed up.
2: Well, yeah. And, I mean, it's even, like, because this isn't at a church, this the cemetery. Yeah. This is, I think, yeah. the Field of Mars is what it's oh, called. Oh, wow. Um, so, it's during the the Bolshevik Revolution. This is where the Bolsheviks buried their dead. So, this is not a case of, oh, well, fuck the church. Mm -hmm. i just personally think that you don't fuck with a space where people are burying their dead Mm -hmm. absolutely regardless of mourning yeah i think that that once you are burying your dead in a space that space becomes something that dick bags don't get to fuck with that's base that's
1: touching base (sighs) Like, yeah. you, can't, you can't fuck with the cemetery. Yeah, yeah, you don't
2: get to go, well, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but <here's> big poop.
1: <laughs> yeah. Skin asshole. That does right. make it way more annoying that he yeah. isn't, like, trying to say anything for anyone else or anything. It's like, oh, no, I just wanted to shit on this cemetery. Literally. I do yeah. wonder if he did have a meaning behind
0: it. And because he got arrested, he was like, oh, shit, I'll be in more trouble if I say my meaning because it's political. So I do maybe. wonder if that might be playing into that.
1: That seems That's like the perfect potential. platform, if that was your point, but maybe his point was to, for it to be anonymous. He probably didn't.
0: You know, like if you're doing that anonymously and then you get caught and you're like, oh, I'm, I could be put to death death if i say this was like a political statement so i'm just gonna say that it was
1: like for goofs so that i don't get myself into deeper trouble that was my first thought when you said russian prison jordan is like is this a prison that you want to be in for a shit sculpture probably not
2: um
0: yeah let me
1: see like is it worth it what are we doing dude
0: yeah, I, I have mean, questions
1: about his decision making.
0: Look, I don't love America all the time, but it is nice to know I probably wouldn't go to jail for five years for making a shit sculpture. That's pretty cool. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. I mean, probably. Well, I'm not saying never, but like. You might have to pay a fine, but like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'm trying to find. Because, yeah, they didn't really go into it um beyond the the
1: revolution
0: but yeah um, that's
1: crazy dude (laughs) he really got the shit into the stick on that
0: damn (laughs) um the article that i found is it's called black hair in video games is terrible these artists are changing that yes Oh yeah. It's really cool. So this is a vice.com article and I'm not personally super big into video games, but I have watched boyfriends play video games in the past and like the way that they generally model black hair like when you can like choose your player is I would agree like not great. Yeah. Um, it's like you
1: just get like a close cut. You get yeah, a close a cut or you get or you can like, get one of the other hairstyles in a dark shade of hair, but it yes. just looks like, yeah. But if still looks like white hair.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So
0: it's like still modeled. And so I was reading this article and it's really interesting. It says, as long as a couple of years ago, programmers modeled afros on cauliflower textures, um, which is like, mm. why not just bring someone with an that's afro like in literally <laughs>
1: your one black friend because they were yeah. like yeah oh, that's like how antiquated that's a really good example to show how antiquated they were still being about like you're saying something that is easily referenced in real life like simply by just being around one of uh the people of that community I, <laughs> for devil's
0: advocate purposes someone one thing i read in the article is that a lot of the a lot of video game production is still done in like Japan and other Asian countries. Oh, and so they don't sense. necessarily have black people like
1: around
0: very often as part of the general population. So I do think as that's many, different. I mean, there yeah. are black
1: people that live over there because there's American yeah, for people sure. that live over there, but I get what you're saying. The
0: percentage is different, but there are definitely yeah. like companies here in America that could do better and aren't. Uh, So Mm. last year, Oakland-based artist and UC Santa Cruz assistant professor A.M. Dark uh, started recruiting Black artists for the open-source Afro library, the industry's first free database of Black hairstyles.
1: Wow. So they were like, look, if you're going to make Black people at least use this as a source to make them look better. Yeah, so it's set to launch on Juneteenth, 2023.
0: And the idea is that it'll have usable 3D assets for gaming and animation. It's created entirely by Black artists. All the Black artists are paid through grants. So she applied for grants. And right now, uh, she's been able to pay six artists uh, $1,500 each and each artist creates a single character with nine unique hairstyles, and they have complete freedom in what they create. That's and I'm going to show you awesome. one of them because it's like, that's so awesome. Pretty.
1: And I did see you post about this, and it made me laugh because one of the games on like it's just a dumb game I play on my phone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I remember you showing me the. Yeah, these are great.
0: They're really pretty. They're like these are like women's hairstyles, and one is like. I really like this one. It looks like a fairy princess where like there's these conical like balls and then like long braids and the back of her head is sort of shaved into this like lotus pattern and there's all these flowers in it. It's just like really pretty. It's like final
1: fantasy hair show. Yeah. It's, well, like it's like Sailor Moon buns and braids and the roses. It's beautiful. It's
0: really pretty and it's like, oh yeah, like, that would be like a cool fun option. It's like <laughs> EDM
1: afropunk. Yeah. Um Absolutely. Yeah, oh, but it made me think of my character in this game that I'm going to hold on. Let me see. Oh I yeah, i pull it see up it. and just show you guys on my screen, just on my screen. But it um I did notice when I started playing this game that I was like, oh, look, they have like how I wear my hair in real life in here. And they don't have a lot of them, but they have like, oh, look, there's twists in here, which they would never have had that before. I feel like, you know. Yeah, that's Um, really sweet. It was more like what black Barbies were like when I was little, where it's just everything has been colored down darker but she still has like the same straight you know what i yeah. mean yeah yeah and like the, the same way, like an actual mattel like, barbie doll yes absolutely everything yes yeah they're just like um, oh
0: shoot a uh, different color we'll just paint it and it's fun it's the fun uh-huh. it's the same part of the reason that she wanted to make this i thought was really interesting is in she was saying that she was working on a project in 2019 and she was looking for like assets to use because she's not a programmer herself. And so she was on like CG Trader and Turbo Squid. And she said, like, everything she found was just deeply offensive like homeless people mm. and hypersexualized black women and like mm. this voodoo warrior stereotype. Ugh. And she was oh, just yeah. like,
1: what the fuck is this because wait she's saying she found all of that stuff on a database like this that already exists for these kind of artists yeah
0: so there's there are databases that you can use to just use to buy assets because it is expensive you it's essentially like you can buy sort of like a skin or you can buy like things so you don't have to make each one individually but you can be like oh I want different character attributes and stuff um yes And so that was part of the reason. And for a long time, black players have used mods to sort of like get around that. So like individual people Mm. who don't even make the video games will like hack the code. I don't know how it works because I don't know how computers work. I don't know how electricity works. I don't know how any of it works, but what I've been told (laughs) is that they'll like mod it themselves, but you can't it's not super accessible because you have to you know if you're just playing like online you don't have you can't like fuck with the code like that right. i guess so yeah it was really interesting i thought it was like i think it's just such a cool i think it's cool man
1: i think it's, nice. yeah, see, it's look, awesome. hold on i'll show you my person oh yeah <laughs> you can kind of oh, see awesome. her hair Yeah, that's cute. I like that. I've never seen Hair Eye play a game on my phone that you give people makeovers in. It is very embarrassing. I like it a lot. Play it way too much. Um (laughs) That's so cool. But yeah, I did get in that game and I was like, oh, wow, look at all of these like represent like I have options in there that are ways that are like me in real life and that was something that I immediately noticed and that's just on like a little app game so I can't imagine like you said I don't play a lot of video games either but I that is the part of video games that I spend the most time in so yeah I would love to see what characters are doing right now
0: I have a question, Katrina. Do you feel like as a consumer that you're more likely to spend time on video games, like when you do have that option where you're like, oh, I feel seen and I feel a like my character is Thousand look percent.
1: Like yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like even on. That's what I was thinking. The thing that I do play when I have time is Sims. And that is like, you know what I mean? All about mods and people making these super individual, where like they're. Whole thing at this point is extension packs and everyone just finding these hyper customized things to be exactly what you know what I mean yeah. they envision or whatever. So yes, I spend so just someone that loves aesthetics and design and setting up even like fake houses. Like when people look, like, oh, you play Sims? It's like I mean, yeah, I play Sims, but also it's like I spend so much time building houses, like. It's truly just me building houses. (laughs) <laughs> Katrina has her uh, interior decorating certificate from Sims University, actually. <laughs> I have loved interior design in all aspects my entire life. I used to steal paint swatches from Home Depot, like the books of paintings to put in my own floor plans. Like, this room will be this color, this room will be, but, like, I love houses. I so, love yeah. that. That's so <laughs> I'm cute. all about some Sims. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely definitely feel like you said if it's something that doesn't represent you or look like you you kind of just fan through all the options and go okay well I'll just pick the one that i like the most but i'm not identifying with this at all so yeah you probably yeah. do immediately feel like meh whatever As opposed to how excited I feel when and how much more time I will spend when I do have options that are like, oh, my gosh, you know.
0: Oh, I can like play with this. And it's like all of these are me. Yeah. There are
1: different options for me in here, even when it is like, oh, let me go to the one black character pick. All right. Moving on. Like you said, I have my like um, standard completely round but afro but just the artwork shows that there's texture somehow (laughs) that's like the old like even the old gta probably like an old grand theft auto afro where it kind of looks like a microphone almost no yeah no you know what i'm thinking about there is a super super old video game this was serious i was so little i played this at like daycare it was like on n64 but it was a boxing game and there was a okay. skinny black guy that they were like, I can't fight me. Like they made him basically, I think Chris Rock may have actually voiced the character, <laughs> but it was a really skinny guy that you had to knock out with a huge Afro. And his Afro was like that, where it was just like a perfect, like there were all of these and the tech wasn't there. This was like the 90s yeah. or early 2000s maybe, but it was like just hard, funny pixelated lines of like an Afro. But then the artwork inside the Afro was like mm, squiggles yeah yeah but the lines themselves were smooth (laughs)
0: like well I think what is crazy to me is like okay now like you can render this and you can do all this and you'd think that capitalism would be strong enough that they'd be like wow people would spend more money in game if they had things where like your character could look like them because like a lot of games right now are like online spend as you go kind of games
1: yeah yes and you
0: think that like you think that that uh like video game companies would be like oh we can make more money even if they're the most cynical shitty like even if it's not about yes. inclusivity you'd think that they'd be yes. like you're
1: leaving money on the table by not right. including people like <laughs> i i agree but i think you bring up a really good point because i think we'll see more of that shift the bigger piece of that pie brown people represent i think that it was like yeah they might be playing these games but they're not spending enough money for us to actually cater to them like they'll buy it either either way well i think that's you're not spending if if you'll spend more money on it if i invest in it maybe but like if you'll buy it either way i still i can see it taking a longer time for companies to invest in a artistic inclusion if they were like oh are they are black people not buying it because we don't have enough mods like let me know when they stop buying it because i really don't care otherwise that's been like a huge issue too with like women in video games as well
0: where like Mm. video games won't have female led or female based like leads or have the option to change your gender in some especially like first person shooter games and they're Uh starting to change that now but it was part of like this almost cycle where it's like women are like well I'm not represented in video games this is all like a bunch of toxic male shit so I don't want to play these games and then the video game companies would be like well women don't women are not our market and they're not paying (laughs) for it it's like yeah because you're not including them you could make money if you just included them right but and them (laughs) saying
1: yeah but there's 10 of you so I don't care now (laughs) there probably are way more gamers and there's women on twitch and all this stuff where they're like okay yeah like you said we'll spend what the Maybe $200 an hour. It pays for someone to, like you said, have a switch gender. Yeah. Or however, like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, why don't you just. You could get more money if you just do this, man.
1: You can do, that's what I'm saying. They could get more, but you have to have someone do the research and say, you will make like 25% more next year (laughs) if you do this. They won't be like, oh, hey, you can make a couple more bucks. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Give me like, I need a lot. You have to be something substantial for them to start like acknowledging you as a whole different entity to take your money
0: <laughs> yeah it is kind of crazy that you have to prove that like it's crazy that you have to prove like people will spend money on yes. your product
1: if you, you include have to prove them. with your your dollar power as a as yeah. a unit whatever your group is
2: so i play a lot of video games um i only really like a game where I can do melee. Um, <laughs> I beat, <laughs> I beat, and Fallout she doesn't 4 wear her
0: glasses
2: <laughs> only on melee. Um, and now I'm going back through and doing a different run through. But one of the things that I really enjoy about it because I always played first person shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it was Gears of War in middle, middle school, it was you know, Halo and Call of Duty and high school, whatever. But what I enjoy about Fallout 4, beyond it being open world and whatever else, I really like the gameplay. It's a very fun game. Um, spoiler alert if you didn't get into it in 2015. Um, <laughs> but you can be a female character. So all of my melee fighters are female characters. And then all of my very weak uh, but radioactive people that I play as are dudes because I like having my female characters completely maxed out on just, like, punching.
1: As, like, <laughs> powerful as they can be. <laughs> I like yeah. them maxed out on punching. That's I dope. It. It's just,
2: like, my favorite thing in the world, and so I do play it a lot more because, unlike Doom, unlike, um, I mean... Keith plays hockey all the time. We have the hockey games and stuff. You can you can I'll now set like yeah, as yeah. A, as a girl. You can do be a pro as a girl. That's in sick. The on NHL. the hockey
1: game. That's mm-hmm. pretty sick. Yeah. See, well, those are I liked first person shooters but again vision i didn't evolve well enough with them like halo gives me motion sickness so bad i tried to play <laughs> halo so many times and could not do it it makes me so sick but i love anything like hockey looks cool as sounds cool as hell like i would love to try oh, that
2: hockey's dope it's very fun um <laughs> uh, but keith plays the sports ones cuz he also has tony hawk where you can you can um He has a girl character. That's how he plays Tony Hawk, which I love. It's very cute. Um, But they also have a non binary option on the game.
1: That's dope. I love that. Yeah. And Tony Hawk, I feel like, might also cater to younger people where they might be more aware of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I would not have thought that. That's so cool that they have that. I wouldn't have assumed that they, you know, were uh, making those kinds of changes. Yeah. But But I would say with the
2: motion sickness um, tangent – Fallout, you can set the camera right behind your character. So that's what I do. And that's what I, get I need really from sick old ones. I,
1: yes. From old like the way 007 was set up. <laughs> oh, That's my what God. I need. to be able to see the person. Ooh. Yeah. I Golden feel like eye. I would maybe try it that way. Yes. Because that's what happened. They started taking the person out and it's just you mm-hmm. seeing And I was like, I'm gonna throw up and then I fall off a mountain. That's yeah. all Halo <laughs> is for me. I can't well, I manage to do anything. Corners. Yes, I do I'm like squat corners with Oh, I'm con Oh, all of my gameplay in first person is like meh 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 meh. All my steps are just like meh 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 Like I'm just <laughs> inching along everything and then <laughs> and then I light you the fuck up. Like that's my whole <laughs> You better hope is- <laughs> there's not an aerial map motherfucker. It's a rap. My character
2: is a drug addict and an alcoholic and only fights with a single uh pick like a, a pocket knife jesus christ extra Jordan. bleed damage That's <laughs> what time my is this
1: set in is it future or yeah yeah it's confident?
2: set okay, in sweet. like 22 uh, 75 or something it's after i
0: gotta check the, this out after the after pandemic the, has ravaged us and exactly yeah no <laughs> our nuclear fallout that has makes sense taken over yeah that makes
1: yeah that sounds That's awesome cool. way to play games jordan thanks for giving I love us it.
0: Real perspective
1: oh yeah dude can
0: i before we move on can i just read this quote really quick from one of the artists yeah, yeah. okay uh she this is artist jovan wilson who's one of the ones that made some of the assets for the library Um, she said, I hear a lot of people say, why does it matter? Because it means a lot, you know. You want to see yourself. I've seen so many kids' faces just light up to see dolls and characters that look like them. It means something. So seeing this project for the first time was like time for me to heal my inner child.
1: Yeah. And I was like, I I, can definitely do that.
0: I like read it and I was like crying a little bit. I was like, oh, it's so nice to be seen and understood.
1: Like it was just really sweet, so. I I think that's definitely something that I noticed. I feel like I noticed it even like after I got out of college there was this like, and I'm sure that there's some like anthropological study or some cultural study at some point that will be done about this. But there was like, like I was way more alone in the suburbs, than the black kids like 10 years younger than me in my town like I remember Mm. going to the mall and seeing even like four or five black kids that look like me like walking together and they would look at me like because also people can't tell how old I am. So sometimes people look at me like, oh, we look like we should know you. Like, we, you know what I mean? Like, why aren't you at school? And I would be like, these motherfuckers have friends? Like, this is <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> like, not like I didn't have friends, but like that are like them. Like there yeah. were, you weren't just like the only black kid in your class anymore. There were like more, you know, suburban black kids. <laughs> like at least in Florida and I'm sure in other places. And I feel like just in the niche of gaming, this is kind of a bleed over of that, of just you not being the only quote unquote black nerd or these things and being like, yeah, there are whole communities of now artists that have grown up being that kid and now they're making cool mods for how many more people there are like them now. And it does kind of feel... Healing to know that you're doing that for a bunch of people that are still kids. Yeah. Like, that's cool. That's yeah. really sweet. That makes me Aww, happy. That was a good one. <laughs> well, yeah. Jordan talked about fake shit, and I'm going to talk about real shit. Uh, oh, no. Because bio art is back, people. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah i came across an article in an artnews.com uh, from, called art in america mushrooms is metaphors by oh. emily watlington um it goes through a a lot of different things that i might actually end up just doing a bio art episode on because i just started Uh, spiraling super hard but i do want to touch on some of these recent pandemic works Hmm. that are mixed media and have to do with this so i'll start with just a quick intro um so over the past year or so, mushrooms have been fruiting in galleries across the globe. Today's artists are turning their attention to fungi, not because they want to pontificate on humanity's beginnings, but because they are keenly aware of our potentially imminent end. So um, so they touch on a bunch of really cool artists that have used Fungus in a lot of different ways and learned a lot of different techniques about um, fungus growing over certain uh, materials. Like there's an artist that made a structure with mushrooms and they left it in the gallery and then the mushrooms ate the plastic. And so that became part of the piece that like this thing from nature destroyed the thing that they thought was indestructible. That's actually... Um, a really
0: important scientific like if you have anything that can actually break down plastic my brother did uh an oceanic research study trying to create bacteria that would that would break down plastic because there's so many microplastics in the ocean so he actually did like research they're trying to make bacteria do that so like it's i didn't know mushrooms could do that that's incredible
1: I'll reread this part of it and send it to your brother and see if these <laughs> mushrooms can work in water. Oh um, yeah, dude. Uh, but yeah, so there are a couple of artists that were already known. They like pay homage to um, some artists that already have, they've been in the mushroom game already. Mm. So TJ Shin, Jamila McKeown, um, Noir mubarak are are all people who make use of a very specific species of fungi called linksy all of these artists have done past like people have been doing different things with this since like the 70s but um for mubarak's 2020 series fear studies um the los angeles-based artist a lot of these people uh are from la or live so in that, LA. Uh, that mushroom Katrina is also known as rishi. So
0: it's what that tea yes. is made out of. So um, I didn't know that. That's
1: cool. Just but mushroom yeah, tea. Sorry. I have mushroom tea oh. that's an immunity tea, but it's that's I what, wonder which that's what this are in is. That. So it's the yeah. same one that's been used.
0: It says it's been used um, in a lot of herbal medicines for therapeutic applications and it's sometimes called the mushroom of immortality. Ooh. yeah so lingxi, i have is a mushroom tea that name. is like
1: deep deep dark brown yeah yeah and it's really good and i feel like it has kept me alive the past two years um but do you oh, guys
2: but, get the ads for magic mushrooms and ketamine to cure your depression
1: no Where i mean, i follow a page ads? for that shit so i get these ads i'm
2: probably on the algorithm on like that are just like try ketamine for your depression and I'm like no can they <laughs> no, legally you. market that
1: I've heard of people trying that for depression. yeah you're like microdosing.
2: okay um, yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah there's one company that's doing mushrooms and one company that's doing ketamine and I don't want to be involved in either
0: there is a thing that I get marketed all the time called mud water and i looked into it but it's like you have to subscribe and it's this whole thing and it's like weirdly expensive and i'm just like i just want to try it like i don't even but now that i can't just try it and like buy one pack now i never want to try it like go fuck yourself (laughs) i don't want to deal with this i don't need a new york times subscription to
1: mushroom tea no one needs that stop it That does seem like a lot. Um, But so, Katrina,
0: are they like growing it? Are they like creating patterns with it? Is that what the art is? Or is the art like. So,
1: yeah. So, that is one of the people that I. Hold on, let me share my screen because that is one of the things that I was fascinated with in terms of them figuring this out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so this is Ling Um, spores and glue on canvas. Oh, interesting. And to prevent them from decaying, this is uh, Zhao Jing Yang. Mm-hmm. And so Yan dries them out in an oven at low temperatures. Some release spores that coat parts of the sculpture with brown dust, making it look almost like tiramisu. Interesting. And then in 2016, she began mixing the spore dust, which is the same material they use to make Rishi tea, which totally makes sense because my tea is as dark as like the center of this painting. Yeah, and she mixed that with a binding agent, acrylic uh, acrylic medium, to create abstract paintings to That's evoke cool. from that were like inspired by a traditional Chinese landscape. And a lot of these artists were inspired by a death in their family um that was a common thread of just what would like kick off these larger things but this is the other one i want to talk to you all about so this is uh jamila or hamila mckewin this is dead gods this is 2021 mixed media so these are cone-like structures with fruiting reishi and various oyster species in a plexiglass tube um, and uh-huh. they picked them on purpose because they're an extinct prehistoric life form that was most likely a fungus notable as the largest known organism from its time period 470 to 360 million years ago. And it grew to be 20 to 30 feet tall. Wow. So I, he put them in these structures and I guess just let them see how tall they got. Wow, okay. But this so is he mixed created, media. Like, he created like a physical
0: form for them to grow on. For them on, to grow
1: on, okay. yes.
0: Okay, so he's sort of creating this sort of like hybrid art like slash science prehistoria biome situation where it's like you can see it and see them growing. Is that kind of his right. like
1: okay so in his artist statement so rather than suggesting that mushrooms might save us from the end McEwen pays homage to the life force that fostered our plants biodiversity In Mm -hmm. the artist statement pasted on a nearby wall they refer to the desire to quote reverse the inevitable process of extinction and that being quote utopic wow that's cool damn that's dark Right. Okay, so here's the thing. I accidentally picked this cuz it's gnarly as hell, but I really like a lot of the things that these artists and this writer have to say. That's no, really no, no, what No, no, no. Absolutely. Yeah. Like,
2: this is a very beautiful um and that's a that is a jaw-droppingly uh, it's it's sublime and surreal and fucked up. Um But calling it dead gods and then also referring to uh, trying to reverse the inevitable process of extinction as utopic, that is like, that
0: is so dark. That is so nihilistic. (laughs) I mean, I don't know, man. I feel that way a lot of the time lately is just like everything that's happening and just the way that we as a society are valuing our planet and how little power
1: individuals have to Mm -hmm. stop the march of capitalism of everything bigger than them
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's it feels like i feel like as an individual it just feels like so much sometimes to be like I'm anxious about all these things all the time that I cannot control, including a global pandemic, a recession, yes. like stagnant wages. The fact that I'll probably never be able to afford to own a home or have children like all those things. And then it's just like, I'm just going to make a giant fucking sculpture with mushrooms and fuck y'all. <laughs>
2: like <laughs> I love no, it. No, Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Well, speaking of fuck y'all, this next one, TJ Shin, Untitled Poop Bag from 2021. It is their feces, oyster mushroom spores, food waste, rye, and and, uh, all of that, and an autoclaw bag. Do you know what that is? Autoclave. Autoclave? What is that? What kind of bag Uh, is that? It
2: is a type of uh, basically an oven that will super super (gasps) heat and sterilize something so like
1: like the kind of bag they give you with freaking shake and bake no no
0: no 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 no. so it's like for medical tools
2: yes so it's used in the medical field it's also used in tattooing and piercing Mm. um so you're taking something that has a biohazard and you put it in this essentially it's an oven and it super heats and sterilizes whatever you've put in there um
1: oh
2: you can use reusable um tattoo tubes um a lot of most doctor's offices have them um my dad's teeth all got autoclaved because they have to kill any bacteria or stuff that comes off of them before they could let us pick them up
1: but also, so what heats it? How does it get is that hot? The bag itself gets hot. Do they put it in an oven? What's going on? It's
2: in. So an autoclave is the oven. It's like that's it's what I'm saying. That
1: bag gets hot. How?
2: No, 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 no. So the autoclave bag is the bag you put into the autoclave. The oven so the is called an autoclave. Is essentially. It. It's essentially an oven. It's not really an oven. But it's just that's like is it like
1: a biohazard kiln? Yes, kind of. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you like you know your dentist when they like scalp like uh, when you go to the surgeon like the scalpels and stuff all have to be autoclaved between uses. Anything that they put on your body has to get sterilized in that way. Yeah. Have you guys? So you
2: both have gotten tattoos. Have you watched your tattoo artists remove? The needle and put their machine together like the I tube haven't. the needle okay because
1: they all come in no little packs i just remember her switching sterilized. ink out that's oh a- I, I understand i the packs like they I mean, open like the you're saying at, at the dentist. dentist yeah 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 yeah, yeah like yeah. the same pack they have at the dentist and everywhere yeah okay those yeah are, so yeah. those
2: when they have the pre-packed ones those are it's a gas sterilization system it's not an autoclave Unless they're specifically using uh, reusable tubes, and then that is an autoclave situation. Okay. That's I have to that, used have to use one when I was a piercer.
1: Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. So that is what this shit is in. Um, <laughs> so it's probably
2: sterilized. If he's run it through the autoclave, unless he's just put it in a bag,
1: I was about to um, say, fun fact, if sterilization makes something not smell like shit anymore, he did not sterilize it because it definitely still smells like shit in the cool. gallery. Oh um, cool. cool, cool.
0: Okay, here's the thing. I would be like, Look, man.
1: No. <laughs> like
0: I get that look, it's look, art, so, but I don't want
1: it in the gallery. Right. Yeah. Um So they mentioned that in here for a group exhibition titled Shit, um, Shin created at the Chuchi Fritos Gallery in New York, the Los Angeles artist cultivated lion's mane mushrooms in their own feces, then placed the concoction in a plastic bag on the desk next to the gallery attendant. The oh. gesture was, in part, a potent fuck you to the farm-fresh, organic, vegan, and locally sourced products for sale just outside the gallery, which is located in the quote-unquote quality foods emporium in Essex Market, Okay, especially since one could smell the artwork through an N95 mask.
0: In fairness, it's really a fuck you to the gallery manager, because yeah. like, yeah. that part- that poor underpaid art student who has to uh-huh.
1: <laughs> sit was next like, to yeah. shit all day love your vision fuck it's also, veganism i guess what yeah <laughs> yeah what why fuck? do you
2: have so i i don't know if i missed something but i don't understand why he has a problem with farms like what his problem oh, is with farmers markets what's going on oh, okay
1: maybe this will help so shin re- <laughs> reveres mushrooms but is skeptical to of the ways corporations gussy them up turning them into high-end ethical products with alleged health and environmental benefits kind of what you were talking about with the ads, Jordan. So he says, yeah. um or they say, Mycelium is all about sharing resources, the artist said in a virtual studio visit. Quote, it's so communist, unquote. Does that help, okay. Jordan? Here's the thing. Jordan's I kind of wrinkled get it. face. But <laughs> I feel <laughs> like. Annoyed there are so I many this so much i love relaying something that i like mildly understand and being like jordan is this bullshit what are we doing how do we feel <laughs> i just
2: i don't i mean i guess i kind of get it you know what i can't stop thinking about though you guys we talk a lot about like how do you price stuff as an artist and like <laughs> oh what are people willing to buy what the fuck is this here's my own shit um it's got a mushroom because like i hate veganism and it's like that is fine better not i think that a lot of veganism is unethical i think that a lot of it doesn't consider socioeconomic or religious or indigenous problems when people Mm. get into oh but everybody should be vegan i think that you have to focus if you are going to make any kind of impact on locally sourced Foods because that's mm-hmm. the only way to exclude
0: your carbon this, footprint
2: your carbon footprint but yeah. also we we the three of us live in a food desert so like yeah there's nowhere to go there's nothing this fucking entire city is built on the idea that no one is allowed to have their own food so I mean, we're starting to see it now. I feel like I'm I'm turning into a conspiracy theorist.
1: We are starting <laughs> to
2: see it now with the supply chain breaking down yeah. and our inability to keep grocery stores stocked. Yeah, This is about to be a big problem. We are about two weeks away from if there is a major disaster, if there is a second civil war, if anything happens and well, truck even if drivers
0: a major drought. Like California is selling its water and reducing its water table. And like we're getting to a point where it's like if we can't grow the food we need and we can't get it locally because there's no fucking water, what are we gonna do? But the water thing doesn't it the water thing isn't
2: applicable to LA because LA is a food desert where you don't have farms. You don't have there's no agriculture here. This is a this is a very urban jung- urban jungle, Jesus. This is a very urban area, and it's the same in New York. It's the same in big cities. So yeah. if the supply chain breaks down, if truck drivers refuse to come into the state, if mm-hmm. we are approximately – I was reading a an article, uh, but we are approximately two weeks away from having a total and complete – inability to feed ourselves if any of those things happen yeah so it doesn't matter oh you mean like we're always
1: on only two weeks of there's two weeks
2: before grocery stores run out that's the extent of how much they have and if we're not receiving new because of whatever reason people
1: react like they know that when we see something happen and everything's gone it's like people know that we won't be able to get it they're reacting like they know at least even if that's like panic or something but yeah i mean that's well like you were saying jordan they've been stopping for a long time you know people not being able to collect their own drinking water or all of these things. It's like, yeah, even if you did see this coming, you would have to like almost borderline illegally prepare for it yourself if you did want to try to Well I mean that's why we have still you having enough money or land or whatever it is to do that. You're Yeah, none of us can have a ballet. Right at all. I was about to say, like you said, we're like one unlawful conviction of a truck driver away from just not having apples. So yes. I don't oh, know yeah. what Fully y'all yes. want to
2: do. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's exactly.
1: Yes. That's exactly, and like that should have shown
2: people. Uh, there's a great podcast um, by Robert Evans, who is like a wartime responding behind the bastards. Correspondent.
0: Huh he he does the behind the bastards podcast
2: okay yeah um but he does uh it could happen here and oh, now yeah. he he goes in and talks about his experiences in countries that are having civil wars his experiences in countries that have experienced drought famine the government turning on its people and he talks about like okay but But think about it, like, look at the situation and understand that, like, this is not out of the ordinary. And this is absolutely something that could happen here.
0: He also did a great uh, eight. It was like an eight episode short on the January 6th uh, Capitol riots. Mm -hmm. And he breaks down, like, some of the lead instigators, some of the repercussions a lot of the police who took part and faced no real repercussions and the senators Mm. who sort of like helped this happen and sort of like continued the lie. So like all that stuff is just like really fucking scary. Is that something we're seeing right now? We're like, I think economically where we're at as a country and the the divide between the haves and the have-nots and then once you start seeing like supply chain issues and once you start seeing all of this pretty founded civil unrest it's like how much can people take
1: before we yeah (laughs) well (laughs) everything you guys are really setting me up perfectly for what i had at the end of this article because i don't know i was about to
2: apologize for taking over your mushroom
1: nope talk it's perfect (laughs) um so this is kind of and we can also talk about this but this is kind of where it ended that i kind of fuck with so the greatest lessons we can learn from fungi, uh, Shin suggests, is not that they will save us from an ecological hell of our own making, but rather that everything rots and erodes eventually. Damn. Our best chance for su- our best chance for survival may be to collaborate in times of crisis, within our own species and with others. But if we Homo sapiens don't make it, perhaps we'll pave the way for some sort of new, possibly better life form. Or I anticipate- as Anna,
0: <laughs> oh sorry, go ahead. Huh? Oh, I was no. going to say
1: I anticipate octopus overlords eventually, but that's just me. <laughs> I mean, they're smart as fuck. They can figure out Rubik's cubes and locks like I fuck with yep. them. If yep, you've yep. ever seen anything that can eat a sandwich on a beach and then run away when it gets a light <laughs> shown on it. It's like, yeah, you could be next. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, octopus did that. <laughs> uh, there was a man walking on a beach and he heard something rustling in a trash can and he shined a flashlight and it was an octopus eating a sandwich and it dropped it and scuttled away oh my
0: god what the <laughs> fuck
1: they're gonna they're gonna I don't have a source as. on that, but i'm pretty sure it's real um <laughs> incredible that's amazing because it is a hundred percent real that they have to constantly rotate locks on their things at aquariums because they will figure it out and let themselves out so yeah yeah, they win um but the last quote in this article that i love so much um is as anna lowenhop zing put it in a recent interview um art science projects like shins inspire quote wonder in the mists of dread unquote damn highlighting the inevitability of a decay in a manner that's neither paralyzing nor solutionist, but instead marked by the sort of playful curiosity that it just might be our last gasp. Wow. That's wow. dark darkest shit. Dude. So it's like, yeah, man, fuck it. Have fun on your way out. This isn't about us. We make tons of whole, like uh, that's how yeah. I feel about some of the things you were saying, Andrea is not necessarily a stress about it, but like a, acceptance of even me being a human. I am part of a race that isn't that smart. We don't have it figured out as much as we do think we do. Our egos are constantly getting in the way. We really don't work together the way that we try to talk shit about working together so it's like maybe we are burning ourselves out in a way that is just deserves to happen there's too many of us that are dumb and stupid fucking it up and it's like (laughs) I could be stressed about that or I could just be like this is the natural demise of humans we not quote unquote deserve this but like this is our path
0: yeah I think that it's something where it's like something has to change because it the pacing just isn't sustainable, but everyone just thinks everyone else should change. Like, no one actually responsible wants to change their behaviors because their life right now is good. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, you know, everyone has to change for something to be better, Mm. but no one, everyone's like, well, if they just did it, if someone else just changed. Right,
1: and there are that's what I mean when I say there's too many people yeah. because if we're in we'll never come smaller together and be like, communities if if we're in smaller communities it takes less people to have change in action for you to then evolve to or adapt yes. to not even to fight. If you were that kind of person where you're like, oh yeah, like, let me know when we're doing that. I'm on board. Exactly. You can do that in a community of like 500 people. We are not going to electively get enough people to stop being lazy and selfish enough to not eat enough meat. For them to not make enough money off meat for there to be less meat. So, because I go to the store and I buy bacon because I'm like the pig's already dead, they're still gonna keep making it. Right. I have to stop doing it on my own. And there's millions of Americans, just even Americans. It's like, we're, there's too many of us here, much less the globe. It's like, well, and I will say, the I'm fine personal with dying out.
2: carbon footprint. <laughs> is that is made up by oil companies that not have to take mm, responsibility exactly yeah Yeah. the the amount that americans like you katrina Mm -hmm. contribute to the actual climate crisis is about this tiny it's this Mm -hmm. big in the grand scheme of companies who are dumping waste into our ocean oil spills consumption yes. um fucking elon musk and his his big fucking edge of the out atmosphere dick ride that he yeah. went on contributed more than anything else in the year that was more than everything else including carbon spills that we had carbon wise which is that crazy. is more than crazy wow.
0: animal. It was and everything combined. His was more. Yeah. Which is crazy to me, cause like Tesla is like getting subsidies to create mm-hmm eco friendly vehicles and then he's mm-hmm. like let's blow our our whole load on this that's because
2: he doesn't fucking care he's not yes. doing it to be eco friendly he's getting those subsidies because it gives him a fucking tax break yes.
1: yeah he right cuz why shit. wouldn't he why would Tesla he cars leave it on the s- table yeah, none of Like you were saying, been- Andrea, he's not gonna leave it on the table. Like no. no. But I- but like we've been doing that forever. We've been doing that since the twenties. They started trying to make laws about. The smoke that was billowing out of factories, and Mm. they were fighting. They were fighting for, okay. They said there was a certain amount of smoke, or times that smoke would be coming out of smokestacks. And there were people fighting for legislation against the color of the smoke. Yeah. So that they could keep operating and being like, okay, well, it's not black, it's gray. So you get, so it's like we. Yeah. From jump, people were just making super selfish, not great long term decisions. And a lot of those people are the same kind of people that are still in charge of stuff, unfortunately. Yeah. And those people own companies.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Also, Katrina, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get like super passionate, but the no. idea of personal responsibility. While important is a way for these corporations to push the blame off of themselves and onto the consumer. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh no.
1: And Don't I deny think there's two... small joy. <laughs> You're so funny. No, I am saying they're two separate things like, oh, okay. Or in terms of like, yes, absolutely. There are far bigger things, but in terms of collectives changing behavior, yeah. I feel like it's way harder because we're in such mass groups. Um, but that's just because I've been talking to some of my friends about small group, um, what's it called uh anarchy and stuff like that and how it's not what people think it is and all that yeah Yeah. exactly all that so and I mean I get it it makes (laughs) sense but there's too many people uh oh but I was really gonna say was and I also don't have a second source on this but that Jeff Bezos's wife that he recently divorced has given away more money in two years than he did like the entire length of the Yep. Is that oh, true? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's definitely something to be said about, um, the actions of those that can be making huge, huge impacts. And that's why sometimes I feel like I sound like Hugh Jordan in my personal life when people try to give super famous people credit or not super famous, super famous and rich, but rich people are yeah. like, Oh, look at this good thing they did. I'm like, good. <laughs> That's literally base minimum the shit they should be doing. Minimum. I'm not yeah. saying the egg I'm not saying that it's not a good thing. It is a good thing. But if you have millions of if you already know you don't have to worry about where you're going to live for the rest of your life what the fuck do you need the rest of the money for yeah, oh, yeah. do it all of your necklaces and watches look fucking dumb to me yeah yeah build a school <laughs> I'm not gonna pat you on the back for that it's a tax write-off I mean I like, think Build five schools. That's get out of pay here. taxes. So it's like,
2: charge billionaires oh. taxes.
1: Well, that's what I was thinking. Even I didn't want to go on my own personal tangent We were talking about religion because we were really talking about a cemetery. But I was like, Yeah, if we want to talk about churches and how oh, good yeah. they're it's like, I'll love a church if they pay taxes. You can do whatever yeah. you want to help people yeah. if you want to pay taxes instead of buying up liquor licenses to not use them mega <laughs> churches in Duval County, Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, that's god <laughs> the mega churches um, are terrifying sorry. yeah mega churches take I, I over entire towns <laughs> that
0: is that whole thing too of just like the concept of waste is something that makes it weird to be an artist sometimes where you're like yes. i'm making stuff and it uses resources like I think about the Met Gala as sort of this very like mm. conspicuous consumption or like Which the Grammys people do
1: I feel like that is a source that artists have a lot to say about for those reasons
0: yeah it's just like a really conflicting place to be because it's like well if the whole world's burning down can I like make something pretty while we're here like this makes yeah. me feel good and I like doing it but like does it really matter? I don't know.
1: Is this good? Is this bad? Should I stop making shit? <laughs> like, I mean, I have, I'm working on a joke about this right now, but it's like, yeah, what else would you be doing? Like short of maybe going out and helping someone or being with somebody that you would want? Like if we full on <sighs> white ash right now, would I be happy that I'm sitting here recording this podcast with y'all? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had a good time what the fuck else would i be doing yeah sure let's go like and i'm okay looking at things through a lens that aggressive but it's like yeah evaluate everything that way sure but you should be making it like i will sit somewhere and make something or book people on a show or get stuff together for march when i don't know if i'll be here in march and be like yeah "Yeah, i'll be glad that i spent my time doing this whatever i think those
0: are good points i I agree with
2: that (laughs) It's also one of the things that I found really comforting. Um, There was a book on astronomy published in, I think, 1954. I had this whole collection of them. Um, But the author started the book off with, the burden of life does not land squarely on our shoulders. There is absolutely... Like, don't sit in the anxiety of if this all ends, humanity is it because life is so much more than this. And his point was that somewhere there is a planet that has some kind of bacteria and there is another planet that has some kind of different microorganism. But he was just saying, like, the burden of life is not ours alone to carry. So if this experiment Mm. doesn't work out... It is everywhere,
1: which I always feel very comforting. Yes, that's beautiful and humbling. And I think that that's only scary if you're fucking full of yourself, if you still feel like everything is about you. But it's like, I've even watched movies that are like post-apocalyptic and watched everything being grown over and been like, that's beautiful. (laughs) We could all die. If we all died, this is going to look beautiful. If there are no humans... In 10 years, it will look amazing. And none of us will be here to see it. But who the fuck cares? Because we would ruin it if we were here to see it. So it's like, yeah, I'm totally down with the idea of accepting a beauty that doesn't involve my personal physical being. Yeah. That's cool. That's why I want to put my body on the body farm. Hell yeah, dude. Fucking let me decay out. Let me die. Feed a tree. Let's go. (laughs) I always had dreams of... I used to have all these dreams about dying and being a tree. So it's a whole thing. But I had a recurring dream that, there were bow ties like really puffy looking bow ties floating in the air and they were all different pastel colors. And those were everyone's souls. I don't know where it was or what those people were, but it was like Katrina entities. So I, for a really long time was like, I mean, I don't know what everyone's so worried about. We're going to turn into bow ties. Like we should, (laughs) we should do an
0: art installation piece called your soul is a bow tie and just install a thousand bow ties and then charge Instagram models to come
1: take photos into the space, which they definitely will do. Oh, they do. Yeah. And I want that's it to be we'll tie but that would make it too loud. I want them to be on like hydraulics so they can slowly go up and down as you, you walk can through build them. But I feel like that would be too loud. A very
2: quiet little system of pulleys.
1: Yeah. Oh, there we go. The I'll different- run
2: it.
0: Oh, you whole could time. even do like a, a like eat, a kinetic eat, sculpture I thing eat. where like it moves just like if you pull one part, it'll like move for a while.
1: Oh my gosh, which so I don't know what this is like because it's not Rube Goldberg. But there was an art installation at like the Denver airport once that was this like recurring. Oh, sorry, this recurring thing of like chimes and balls dropping, but it was all sounds like what you're describing, Andrea, where like it was propelling itself, but it was like. Dong! and these balls would drop and these chimes were happening and it was so beautiful but it's like yeah man i now we're just talking about an art installation but <laughs> i'm into this yeah i'm super down oh thank you all for listening to our art episode
0: yeah our we- news
1: episode they're all art episodes good god <laughs> What's hilarious is I have like three more, but we can save them for next. No, we already, I knew this was going to be two different <laughs> yeah. art news ones when you said how many you had. And I knew I was going to talk about fungus and death for like at least 30. No, this was, I was awesome. Like, oh, I loved has it. One. Yeah. It was perfect, so good. Evan. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Pavangard, a special art news edition. Um, we will have another one on the way because there are more articles that we want to share with you all about crazy stuff so i'm excited to hear what else andrea and jordan have to share but if you like this episode and want to listen and make sure you don't miss any future ones you can follow us um paw on instagram and twitter at p-o-d-v-a-n-t-g-a-r-d-e um, and you can also follow or join our Facebook group of the same name Hell yeah. and if you like me as a person um, I'm Katrina I'm the one that did the shrooms one and I'm totally down <laughs> with dying um, you can follow me at Katrina Savad S-I-V-A-D at, G- at Gmail what the fuck <laughs> I mean, that is my Gmail, but why am I telling you that? Uh. (laughs) But that is also my name everywhere. Whatever. Go, Andrea. If you want to follow
0: my email chains, if you want to send me the, if you don't send this to 15 people, you won't be blessed emails that your mother keeps sending you, send them to Katrina Davis
1: yeah please email me about the new ways that don't there's a if there's a piece of paper on the hood of your car just drive with it because if you lean out and get it <laughs> it'll come from underneath the hood of your car <laughs>
2: Oh, are our
1: moms reading the same shit?
0: Because I get that all the time. It's a scam and you're going to get kidnapped. If someone talks to you too long at the grocery store, it's because they're trying to
1: kidnap you. Okay, mom. I am almost in my mid thirties and I'm waiting for my mom (laughs) to stop using the verb snatched up when she talks about me being out alone. She's constantly talking about people snatching me up. Well,
2: finding out that you're actually not 5'10", <laughs> uh, I wonder if it's just I was going to say, <laughs> that's what she tiny, says. Katarina. She's like, you're
1: small. She's like, somebody <laughs> could just snatch you up. You're basically the same size as a high schooler. Okay, thanks, mom. <laughs> thanks. Also,
2: do your guys' parents ever call to ask you uh, what your birthmarks are because they can't remember?
1: Oh, my dad would. My mom knows them, but because we were part of that whole, we were on the kidnapping wave, so we had like an ID card that was like specifically listed all of your marks and stuff. So that's why my mom I did too,
2: but I'm almost thirty, and my mom calls me periodically and goes, "Honey, where are your birthmarks?" Like, you're not
0: completely tattooed from head to foot. I told her this before. I'm like, do you
2: think that they're going to find my headless, toothless, skinless corpse? Like, I don't really... If they're getting rid of my birthmarks, then... There's like way, I don't, I don't have a part of my body that isn't
1: identifiable
2: via tattoos. So I don't know where I have to told think. my
1: friends that like, even if they tried to do that, if you see giant skin flays on either side of my hip bones, you know, they were trying to get rid of my tattoos. That's me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh
2: yeah. If you find a corpse that has one single strip of skin along its spine, it's me. I that's don't...
1: so funny. There's that's all that's going to be
2: left. Like inside, I have the be inside left. of my mouth is tattooed, Mom. <laughs> Fuck.
0: But what are your birthmarks, though, no, just in case, okay? Uh, so yeah, so funny. if you want to send us a list of all of your birthmarks in a photo document, uh, you can send those in their physical form to our P.O. box, which is 1001 Fremont Avenue, number 366, South Pasadena, California, 91030. And if you like me as a person and want to see the art that I make or you want to listen to my dog snore or you want me... Or oh, look at his big old dick. <laughs> <laughs> his big old dick.
1: Sorry. Sorry. <laughs>
0: You can follow me on Instagram at Andrea Gazetta. You can join my Patreon. My dog has an OnlyFans that way. Uh, That's (laughs) patreon.com slash Andrea Gazetta. And uh, I'm also, I have a website if you want to buy art prints of mine. uh, I'm doing a Pokemon series for my next month's Patreon. So if you really fucks with Pokemon, Join the Patreon. You could get cool stickers or maybe an original painting, and I'll put the ones, I'll put some in my shop too. So that'll probably be happening in February. And Jordan is cry laughing because of (laughs) how big my dog's dick is. I
1: I think Jordan is just overwhelmed because she just found Chewie's custom page, which is actually in only hams. (laughs) So that's.
2: But it's also like,
1: that is a way to describe
2: Keith. (laughs) Oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> you want
1: to see- Just like a tiny. Keith right. also has an only hams for his big old dick. <laughs> Keith. 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 Ooh. Keith. <laughs> oh my I god. I advocate Keith's body so much and I didn't realize it before we started this podcast, but I have like a genuine physiological reaction to like Keith's being righteous about his body i don't know why you know he takes his shirt off so much on tv Uh, maybe that's that's why i'm conditioned like i just get very excited about it (laughs) he has been naked a lot oh yeah it's like a pride i feel like a pride thing
2: Yeah, (laughs) no he's uh he
0: gets naked on tv a lot um very free Free man. Free man, free balls. You know what I'm saying? Just whatever. Freedom.
1: But if you want to follow the person that sees Keith naked the most.
0: Oh, (laughs) I don't even
2: know if that's true at this point. Oh, no. But you can follow. Let me find out really quick. Okay. (laughs) You can follow Keith Carey on Instagram at Keith Tells Jokes. Um, and then if you want to see the photos that I post of myself, I am the Goonie Bird. And if you want to see the art that I make, uh, Goonie Bird Crafts, and I have an Etsy store. Uh, my portrait commissions are open.
0: Hell yeah, Thank do. you. get it, get it. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. This Yay! Fun.
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of Pop. Thanks for listening to a fast and loose episode of Pop on guard. We love you.
0: We love you. Bye. We love Bye. you. Hey guys, Andrea here. Um i'm asking for your help a little bit today because jordan katrina and i are all comedians and artists who don't have any experience editing sound and because this is a sound-based medium we have asked an editor to help us with our episodes um we had a few issues early on with some of the early recordings and we're working on getting those sorted out um and part of that is just having an audio engineer so in order to be able to actually pay him and pay him a fair rate uh we're asking for your help we've set up a patreon patreon.com slash and our goal is that we can pay him not from our own pockets but from the resources of the show itself which means we need your help um We're also planning on starting to release bonus episodes. We'll start with one a month. Um, And as that Patreon rate increases, we'd like to eventually expand that to a bonus episode every week. And the bonus episodes will be more, um, a little bit more loose fit. We'll be covering... Art, uh, like current events and weird things that happen because there's a lot of like weird stuff going on in the art world right now, um, especially around NFTs, especially around AI. And I think it's really interesting and worth talking about, but we just need to be able to pay someone to edit that bonus content. I would also say that in terms of the time cost, you know, Katrina, Jordan, and I all are supporting ourselves outside of this show. This show takes a lot of time. I'm probably spending at least three days a week with every episode just researching. We're buying books. Um, Katrina's editing the time codes. She's building our website. She's doing all our social media. Jordan is also researching her own episodes. And my goal for the Patreon is just that it can become something that you know we're not looking to get rich I don't think that's ever been our goal I don't think we ever think that could be our goal but what I'd like to be able to happen eventually is that the Patreon can become a way for us to just pay ourselves a living wage for the time that we invest into this show. My experience uh, with Cult Podcast um, is that it's really hard to make a show every single week and not have other financial resources. So what I want is that this Patreon can eventually become a financial resource for us. It can help us support ourselves and it can help us to continue putting the show out so that we don't get burnt out and want to pull our hair out. Um, We love you so much and we think that the show is really important. I personally think that we need more podcasts that cover history and art history from a feminist, anti-colonial queer perspective and that's where we're coming from as artists and as art historians and comedians we love you we love this show thank you so much for supporting it that's again at patreon.com/podvanguard and thanks guys